That's a three stars peppercorn saison being poured right now. Yes, it is. Come to Papa. In this episode of Brew Daddies, we are doing our second of the Sight Unseen episodes. This week, we're talking about Firestone, Firestone Walker. Yes. Firestone Walker Brewing Company in Southern California. They've got a number of facilities. We're going to hear all about that. But first, if you're listening to this episode, I want you to stop what you're doing right now and click subscribe in whatever app you're listening to. Apple Podcasts, if you're listening in Stitcher, if you're listening on anything else, stop and subscribe to this podcast right now. Now, let's talk about Firestone Walker. Let's do that. So Firestone Walker believe it or not, was started by two people named Firestone and Walker. They were actually Adam Firestone and his brother-in-law, David Walker. Adam Firestone had the idea. He was a home brewer, wanted to start a brewery, and the only person he could find to partner with him was his brother-in-law, David Walker. So they started up a brewery, and we have what the beer that we tried this week. Now... Firestone Walker has actually three facilities in California. In Paso Robles, California, they have their big visitor center where you can do tastings, tours. They have about 14 beers on tap, and they have uh, certified Cicerones serving all the beer. So, any- so wait, wait, wait. Let me, let me make sure I got that right. All of the servers at their main tasting uh, tap room are certified Cicerones? Yes. That's fantastic. Isn't it? Yeah, that's really fantastic. It's great to know that you can go talk to somebody about the beer and have them know what they're talking about. Exactly. They also have a taproom restaurant in that area, as well as what they call a brewery emporium, which is basically where you can buy their beer in kegs or bottles or cans. It's a store. No, it's a brewery emporium. It's a beer store. Be that way. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A brewery emporium. Yes. Their second facility in Buellton, California, and I probably butchered that name, is actually their barrel works, where they do their wild ale program, and as well as one-offs in terms of barrel aging and old spirit barrels. And then their last, they also have a restaurant brew pub there as well. So it's two locations, each of which has a taproom slash restaurant slash brew pub. Correct. Wow. And their third facility, which also has a restaurant, is in Venice, California. And that's where they do their experimental beers, small-scale beers. So that brew house, not only can will they have on tap their normal beers that you can get anywhere, but they have these one-off experimental beers that may go into production down the road, may not. Interesting. So this is definitely the largest of the breweries that we have talked about on Brew Daddies. Um, Certainly, certainly we haven't been to any place that has more than one tap room or tasting room or or, or restaurant or, or brew pub. Um, We have, we have talked about some breweries that have more than one brewing facility but so this is a large brewing establishment. Um, how long have they been around again? You know, they didn't say on their website how long they've been around. Uh, can you do tours at all three of these locations, or is that are the tours limited to, to to just some of them? Well, the tours are at the visitor center, so the main Paso Robles, California facility, and they have tours of the the main brew house as well as 
they do have a barrel room there as well, and they do separate tours of that. The main brew house, there are tours three times a day approximately, every day. And the barrel room, it's usually Friday through Sunday. And there are some evening tours as well, but you should check their website because they update those hours for those tours. And I will say that the main brew house, I believe it's 12 and over for the tours. The barrel works and the evening tours are 21 and over. Now, we tried we tried four of Firestone Walker's beers in a, you know, they're a California brewery and we're an East Coast podcast. So what we do for our Sight Unseen episodes is we go over to our friends at Fenwick Beer and Wine in Silver Spring, Maryland. They haven't paid us to say their name. No, they haven't. But maybe if they hear it, they but will. they're still they're still our friends, and we still like them. So we go over to Fenwick Beer and Wine in Silver Spring, Maryland, which has a great selection of beers from around the country. And one of the things that we like so nay, it has an amazing um, selection amazing. of beer. Um, but one of the things we like about them specifically is that they do tend to get a number of different beers from particular breweries. So it, I like it because it's not just a sort of a here's one you know, IPA from a brewery in, in Washington State. Uh, if they find a brewery they like, they get they get several. So I think what we did is in this case is Firestone Walker had a nice sort of hoppy mixed 12-pack. So we picked up one of those with four different kinds of beer in it and, uh, and gave those a try. And before we start, though, I would like to say, unfortunately, the 12-pack that we tried was a little bit out of date. So they put a drink-by date on it, and it was right past that date. Just past it. Just past it, which was about 90 days from the brew date. Yeah, so keep that in mind as we talk about uh, about our experiences. And we're just going to do what we normally do, which is we're each going to just talk about a couple of the beers we liked. So we may not even talk about each of these four. For me, my favorite was the Union Jack. The Union Jack IPA... Uh, which has an alcohol of 7%, was re- had a really wonderful complex aroma, very citrusy and tropical. The flavor was a good balance between hoppy bitterness and malty sweetness, really well balanced. It was a full-flavored IPA that was hopped, in my opinion, just the right amount, just bitter enough, just uh, flavorful enough, and just so beautifully balanced with the malt flavor that uh, this is a this is a one of the better IPAs I've had in a while, and I gave it four steins. I also enjoyed the Union Jack quite a bit. What I really liked was, you know, a lot of beers, especially IPAs. You have you take a sip, and the bitterness just hits you, and then after that, you get to feel you get to taste the flavors of the hops. With the Union Jack, for me, it was almost the opposite. When I take a sip, I get a lot of the flavor, and then the bitterness hits it, which I liked. And I, again, like you said, much more complex than some of their other beers, which I really liked. Really nice aromas, very balanced taste. I, I also gave it four steins. Another beer that I liked quite a bit was... The Easy Jack IPA, which you may notice has a similar name to the Union Jack IPA. 
It's actually, I think, a fairly similar beer. It's not quite as high alcohol content. Now, there are certain differences. It was a lighter complexion, and I think the hoppiness was a little bit different. Had a little bit more sweetness, I think. A little less bitterness. Slightly less alcohol. But still, a nice citrusy flavor, uh, taste. Wasn't quite as complex, but it had a good flavor, good aroma. And it was just, I think, a really enjoyable and drinkable beer. And I gave it three and a half steins. Yeah, I had a different experience with uh, the Easy Jack pretty much across the board. Now, it could very well be, as as you said early on, we were drinking something that was slightly past its best by date. Uh, but I found it to just be a little bit flat and uh, just a little bit dull. And, and my gut is that I got a can that had was past its prime um, because you seem to like it so much and I didn't and that's not we're usually pretty close like we might we might be you know i might give something a three that you give four steins or vice versa but there's it's very rare that you really like something that i don't like at all unless it's i just you know i don't know we'll have to see but i'll i'm gonna have to try the easy jack ipa again like i said it it certainly wasn't the most complex of beers that i've drank but it was an enjoyable beer and i really liked it Another one of the beers that we got to try was the Firestone Walker Luponic Distortion, which is part of their Revolving Hop series. Um, so they release this beer periodically. Um, it's it's what they call an evolving mix of experimental hops. So we tried version 7, 007. Eight. You sure? Yes. Really? Yes, we tried version 8. All right, we tried we tried version 8. Uh, or what they call Revolution 8. These are obviously very complex, hot, very hop-focused and hop-forward beers that are part of their collection. Um, they rebrew the Luponic Distortion about every 90 days with a, with a different, while the base is the same, they change the hop blend around and try very uh, variations on hops, and they really try to focus on using some experimental hops. If you get a luponic distortion, and it's not Revolution 008, then there's going to be significant difference in what you're tasting than what we're going to describe. So I want to be clear about that. This number, 008, uh, really features hops from from the Pacific Northwest, from Germany, and, and also from Australia and New Zealand. So they it, it, there's a really nice citrusy and sort of punchy flavor from the Moxie Valley in Washington, and then uh, a Hallertau uh, varietal that's got some melony kind of aromas. And then some some more spicy stuff from New Zealand. So it's a nice mix, and I found it to be a really good spicy bitter, you know, brew, with with some really complex flavors. I don't think it would be for everybody, and for me, it was just a little bit too complex to really grasp one sort of key theme or note in it. Um, it was great to try, and it was a lot of fun to sort of work through all of the complexity of the flavors, and I gave it a good solid three steins. Interestingly, I think I liked it a little bit more than you, even though I found that I was a little disappointed because the name, 
luponic distortion. I expected this great, hoppy, complex, really well-balanced beer. And yes, it was very hoppy. There was some complexity. I didn't quite get a well-balanced beer, though. But still a good beer. I, you know, a lot of the citrusy aromas, some malt aromas as well, got a good bitterness. Maybe the carbonation was a little bit high for me. That could have been it. I mean, I gave it three and a half steins, so a little bit better than you. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. The last beer that we tried was the Pale 31. Now, first off, I really like the name of this beer. It's a uh, pale California Pale Ale, and the name is to honor California, which was the 31st state to be added to the Union, hence Pale 31, which I think is a pretty cool homage to California. Homage. <laughs> you and your pronunciation. <laughs> Every episode, I give you a pronunciation mm -hmm. lesson. So tell me, when I say fuck you, did I pronounce that right? <laughs> now I'm going to have to make the podcast explicit, <laughs> damn it. Not that children should be listening to a podcast about breweries. Anyway. Yeah. So Pale 31 had some really nice aromas. Earthy, grassy, citrusy. I mean, the first aroma I got, I really liked a lot. It made me want to drink this beer. As I tried getting more aromas from it, I found that the aroma just dissipated really quickly. And that could be an effect of the fact that we had beer that was almost out of date. So the oils had dissipated more and the aroma didn't stick around. But I did really like the initial aroma. Very nice color. You know, the flavor, there was some bitterness, some sweetness, but it was pretty one-dimensional, I think. There wasn't a lot, any complexity, really. And I did enjoy it, even though it wasn't complex. So I gave it three steins. I mean, it was a nice drinking beer, let me put it that way. Yeah, my, my, I have a very similar take on it, but I, I really think that I have to give um, Fire or Stone Walker's Pale 31 another chance. It was ranked pretty high on Untapped, if I remember correctly. And we didn't have the experience that really matched that. So I'm going with the, we didn't get the freshest uh, experience with it. Um, yeah. I had the, sort of the same thing. The, the initial aroma, like opening it up and pouring it into a glass and taking a whiff of it just was awesome. And then 30 seconds later, when I went back for another, you know, good nose of it, it was gone. Like I couldn't get yeah. anything. And uh, so I was shocked. So I'm going to, I'm going to withhold judgment on the Pell 31 until I can try it again. It's really highly ranked, and it's it's the sort of the flagship beer of Firestone Walker. Um, it's it's a California Pale Ale is sort of a, a a really good example of American craft brewing, right? So Sierra Nevada sort of created the California Pale Ale. Uh, concept and and so at the heart of american craft brewing is this idea of california hoppy pale ales and this i think in reality like if we went to california and we went to southern california and we sat down in one of these three brew pubs that firestone walker has and tried a nice fresh cold 
Pale 31, I think our experience would be pretty good compared to this. So I'm withholding judgment until we can do that. And my judgment very well may change because I agree. I think we did get slightly out of date beer here. And I think that's a warning to people out there. You know, when you go get this beer, look at the date. When you go get any beer. Yes, any beer, look at the date. Because it can, it is very important in terms of the flavor and aroma profile, especially because you know hop oils really dissipate quickly. You know, high hop beers, hoppy beers, you don't want those to age at all. You want to drink them really fresh. Otherwise, those oils are gone. You don't get much aroma, and the flavor is going away. So this has not been our most enlightening episode. We acknowledge we acknowledge that. Um, but we're hoping that if you listen to this, one thing you learn is to do what we failed to do until it was too late and look at the dates on your beers. Um, I think if we had thought about that, we probably would have said, oh, this isn't the beer we want to try. But we did, and so we thought we'd tell you about it. Uh, and it's definitely on our list of, a brewer- of breweries that we do want to go and experience. Oh, definitely. I mean, they have gorgeous facilities. You know, the dedicated barrel houses, the experimental place. I mean, in terms of wanting to go visit a brewery, I definitely want to go to Firestone Walker. And I think we'd have a better experience with the beer as well. So if anybody listening to this knows someone at Firestone Walker, if you happen to work at Firestone Walker Brewing yourself, uh, give us a call. You can email us at richard at myjunto. That's R-I-C-H-A-R-D at M-Y-J-U-N-T-O dot com and let us know and we'll see what we can do about coming out to visit Firestone Walker in Southern California sometime soon and maybe do a more comprehensive review of the brewery and talk more about a number of different beers. Listen, there's a lot of stuff there I really want to try. They've got these uh, coffee-infused oatmeal stouts called Mocha Merlin. Uh, There's a lot of... uh, there's a lot of stuff happening out there that I really, really want to go out and experience. So if you know anybody there, or you can help us work something out where we can go out and visit Firestone Walker. Let us know. We'd love to do it. And remember, subscribe to our podcast if you can. iTunes, Android, Stitcher. It's on all the major podcast platforms. We are. We're on all of them. All of them. If you want to find out more about Firestone Walker Brewing Company, you can check them out online at firestonebeer.com. That's F-I-R-E-S-T-O-N-E-B-E-R.com. Firestonebeer.com is where you can find out more about Firestone Walker and the beers that they have to offer. And if you're in the Southern California area or happen to be visiting there anytime, check them out and let us know what you think. 